All right, you guys ready to go? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Dr. Mike Deal Podcast. I couldn't be more excited to have some young scholars here who are uh, starting a really amazing initiative. Um, I guess all of you guys were debaters in high school and maybe starting in middle school, and you're all Columbia undergraduates now. Are you guys all freshmen? Yes. You guys are all freshmen at Columbia, and you know, like like the rest of our world, your your freshman year kind of came to a grinding halt in the middle of your second semester. And um, you know, being the debaters that you guys were, I guess you guys put your heads together and wanted to try to spread some positivity, and you know, be debating. I guess was a big part of your guys, you know, high school years. And you know, for all of the kids that are in high school, all that came to a stop for them as well. And, uh, you know, as a sort of a, a way to give back and, you know, to keep things going for students whose life was disrupted by COVID-19 as well. Uh, you guys came up with a concept to have, like we're doing this podcast virtually, to do debates virtually. And it's called uh, the Virtual Debate Room. Is that correct? Right. And uh, if anyone wants to learn more about it, you can go to virtualdebate.org. It's a non-for-profit organization that was set up by a a big group of folks from what I understand, but these are three members of the board who are gonna share their stories and uh, tell us a little bit about this initiative. So one of what do you guys take the lead here? Uh, just to introduce everybody, I have Ariana who's here, Lilia who's here and Becca, and we're all dialing in from our uh, you know, quarantine. Wherever <laughs> we're quarantining. So uh, maybe Ariana, just start, why don't you start and we kind of just go around the circle here. Right, so I'm Ariana, I'm calling in from New York. And so, we picked debate because debate's an activity that involves like analytical reading, critical thinking, and it's like a thought-provoking question that the students are given and they need to build cases and like they need to do research and type up their opinions and establish what they believe is true. And it's, it's nothing that could have ever been compared to a classroom type learning as a kid. And it was just something that really like opened my mind up to thinking on my own and forming my own opinions. And so you're doing all of these things that like teachers are constantly trying to like make you do essentially in school and you do it on your own. You don't even realize it because you're so passionate and kind of like competitive in a fun way about the art of debating and like winning your round and trying to be a really good speaker because in this type of scenario, you're like placed in a room and uh, you're like a child, you're like a, what is it called, like a teenager, but there's an, there's an adult judge that's listening to you and evaluating your thoughts, and it's like, it really affirms your beliefs, and it teaches you, like, do your research, understand what your thought is, and then say what you think, and these people, they're gonna totally listen to you, and you're gonna listen to your peer, and understand what they're saying, and re refute it, and just, like, have this conversation about an issue that is very like important for future leaders to understand and you know internalize and establish beliefs on. I like that. Becca, what do you have to add to that? I mean, just to add to that, I think at least, well, hi, I'm Becca. I'm calling in from um, Connecticut. And I'm really interested in debate. Like I debated in high school and I wasn't actually very into it, but now I debate for Columbia's like undergraduate debate society. And debate has always been an activity that I felt like has definitely given me the motivation and allowed me like the freedom because like the cases aren't necessarily about things that we would necessarily see in class like Ariana suggested but also things that like you can come up with I think writing your own cases is such like a fun like activity and the fact that it is so academic in nature but the fact that you do it like outside of school especially with people that you like 
makes it so genuinely like interesting and fun. I think one of the great things about doing this during quarantine is that a huge issue surrounding debate is accessibility and equity and the fact that it is like inaccessible to a lot of different groups of people just because the nature of debate when you're actually doing it in a school environment can often be very like um like predominantly male like have like I think debate generally gets a very bad rap of like being a very specific sort of activity um, that's typically inaccessible to a lot of different groups. And I think what we're doing by making it online and allowing it to be accessible during quarantine is giving people accessibility to a platform that I think is otherwise very hard to access. Or at least I know when I started doing debate, like I was very worried to go to tryouts. I was very worried to like speak in front of people. And I think that it's really cool that we're giving people um, the ability to like pursue public speaking and gain this like really great skill across all academic areas um, during quarantine, which I'm really excited about. I love that. Lilia, where are you calling in from and how did you get involved with debate? Yes, I'm calling in from New York City and um, I actually got involved in debate in high school and I found that debate itself, the style that my school did, it felt structured and limiting and it honestly wasn't my favorite you know I met a lot of you know cool friends and different people from different schools but it wasn't my favorite but I stuck it out and I discovered that I was actually really passionate about public speaking and the speech side of the debate kind of uh, realm. Um, so I did a lot of speech writing. Um, I did a lot of persuasive speaking, impromptu speaking, all these different events. And um, I got to travel for competitions and meet kids from all over the world. And although right now we can't have that experience for kids because of the coronavirus, um, if we can replicate that in some way where kids can meet each other from all across the country and world even we're thinking of getting international high school students to participate um, is just trying to replicate it as much as possible with our circumstances um, and what makes it so special and within that you know not only are you meeting these kids from everywhere but you're being exposed to their ideas, perspectives, opinions. Um, and through that, you're able to uh, gain a better sense of the world, of yourself, and express these ideas in a fun, competitive way that's teaching you skills for life at the same time. I love it, I love it. That's, all, that's a lot to chew on, <laughs> everything you guys said, but I love, I love everything you guys are saying. Um, I guess just a, you know, a few questions and just to kind of clarify for any of our listeners who aren't that familiar with debate. When you guys, like who picks the topics? Like, you know, is, are these like topics that are currently like, I mean, obviously you can watch like CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or whatever it is that's your cup of tea and there's like a million things to debate about right now. But is that the type of stuff you guys are discussing? Like, you know, where things went wrong with the current crisis and you know with COVID-19 or is it sort of more abstract concepts anyone of you guys can chime in yeah so when we pick the topics like I feel like there's this um idea of debate that it's like very argumentative and like this person has like their view and it's not at all the type of debates you see on tv where you see like democrat and republican like arguing like the type of atmosphere that debate creates is it's going to ask you a question that really has no right or wrong answer and it kind of forces you to decide what your code of ethics are and everyone will be able to find research based on their code of ethics and you kind of need to structure like what is moral what isn't moral to you and uh, form your opinion and you say your opinion you listen to the other side's opinion and there are going to be answers going back and forth but it's all about like learning more information and it's very research based like the kids come up 
and they have like cases, they have papers that they wrote and they stand up there and they say what they wrote and then their other side will like critique them on it and ask them questions. And it's not at all like argumentative. It's more of like, just like learning. And like, that's why when we brought everyone, like everyone who's a judge right now, they're quite literally kids who are like home. And because they are so passionate about debate, like they would totally just like volunteer to teach a new kid how to join debate and then to put them into like a beginner's tournament and judge their round just because it's such a passionate activity. Like these kids, you don't even realize how much you're learning and how productive it is because you just get so engulfed in like the nature of it. So give me an example. Is it kind of like stuff like, you know, should we all be vegan? Or like, you know, is it, like what, what, like what's an example of like, yeah, you know, yeah. give me like five things that are hot in debate right now. So like space exploration was like a topic when I was a kid. It's like, should we explore in space? Or, and like people would bring in pros and cons. They were like, you know, like you can, you would do the same thing that you're doing to earth. You would deplete the resources of space, like blah, 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 blah. There's so much to say for both sides. There's no right or wrong answer. Or like another topic and like Becca can chime in because Becca helps organize like debates like at Columbia, which is like a really good um, background that she brings to the team when we were trying to organize these virtual debates, so. Um, so in terms of, it kind of depends on what style of debate we're doing. So we're currently organizing an LD tournament and um, LD and uh, public forum tournaments basically like have tournament topics set already for high schools. So like What's I judge- L What is um, LD, I'm sorry, what is that? It's oh. uh, Lincoln Douglas. It's a, it's, they're just different styles of debate. Um, but I judged basically a PF tournament for high schoolers a couple months ago. And the topic was they like the league sets like the topic for the month or I don't know actually who sets it, but um, it was about like sanctions, economic sanctions in Venezuela. So you'll get these like very politically charged topics. Um, but when I debate at um, uh, in college tournaments, I went to a motions tournament where it's essentially like you don't have any prep time. So you have maybe like 10 minutes of prep before you go into a round and before you debate a topic. So they're always really fun because you don't know what kind of topic you're gonna get. And typically- so like what's in that? Those... Give me an example. Like what's a topic? Exactly. So in those tournaments, we'll get like, um, I went to a tournament and there were, there were a lot of topics, but one of them was this house supports the decline of marriage. So you either argue for or against the decline of marriage and kind of what institutional values and what kind of like, um, impacts like marriage declining or marriage like um, increasing has. We also discussed um, getting rid of uh, having a tenure review process. So every 15 years, professors would have to be re-reviewed from ten, ten, re-reviewed for tenure and kind of the advantages and disadvantages that that might have. Um, and you, especially because case writing happens, you get the most like wacky cases ever. Like you'll get like your more standard. Like I run a one of my favorite cases that I've written is. Um, or like AI cases, because I'm really interested in AI and kind of the ethical implications of AI. Um, but you'll also get fun things like, um, like if we come into contact with alien life, should we like reach out to them? Um, people do things based on like movies. So I've had someone run like a Gone Girl case against me. Um, we run a case about um, a film at a lesbian film festival. Like you can do whatever you want. It's really fun. And I think that people really like having a great variety in cases and case topics because it makes the round so much more fun because you really never know what you're going to get into. You definitely have a wide spectrum. I love it. Yeah, it's cool. It's, uh, 
Yeah, it's amazing when you think, I guess when, when I was in high school, which was like a very long, very long time ago, Model UN, like Model Congress was a big thing, especially in Long Island. I don't know if that, is that still like things some people do or is, yeah. yeah. So it was like similar to debate. Like, you know, you basically represent some, you know, obscure country in Africa and have to like, you know, learn about their policies and then, you know, defend whatever was being discussed. Um, and I think the, it just adds so much value in so many ways, like you guys are saying, you know, critically thinking, I mean, that's the most important thing, like critically thinking and constructing a persuasive argument, you know, that's not confrontational, but just expresses, you know, why, you know, listen, there's a lot of gray area in life. It's not always right. and It's always wrong. And, you know, two people can be right. Just, that's just a fact of life, but it's, you know, persuading someone and saying, Hey, you know what, this is why I believe this or, you know, whatever it is this whole exercise and especially for like young kids like middle school kids and high school kids um it really just provides so much value in terms of critical thinking and just seeing it in my own kids because my kids are 12 10 and 8 and they're all home right now and you know they're like you know we're they're remote learning and it's a challenge you know and it's a challenge to keep them stimulated so something like this which is an outlet for someone who's like say a 12 year old kid or a 13 year old kid or even older who's kind of lost that outlet for critical thinking, you know, with other folks and like, you know, you guys are mentors now, you know, you guys have sort of been through middle school and high school and now you're college students at an elite Ivy League institution. And, you know, people look up to you guys and, you know, you're really mentoring these younger folks and they look up to you, you know, and it's a really, it's an amazing gift that you're giving back. And it's also an opportunity, an amazing opportunity for like the high school and middle school kids that get to engage with you guys. Um, just looking through your guys' website, it, there's like 50 like <laughs> judges. And I was just scrolling through it, and you know, kind of from you know all different schools. I saw there was actually some attorneys and stuff that were on there as well, and some graduate students. How did you guys find such a broad group of judges? Are these guys that you knew from debate, or like, how did all that? How did you put all that together? Look, to comment on what you said about like your elementary and like middle school kids being home. Um, like we see this as like right now, like these kids at home, they can't really be in control or really help out with like the chaos that's going on around them. So like if we just allow for this time period to pass, we can just like let the news and let the negativity consume us. But with like the power of like all of these college students who are like at home and like really willing to just like help out and mentor, we would be able to like put these kids into like a passionate style of debate. We would be able to work with eight-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 14-year-olds, like at any age. Like if you talk to any debater, a lot of them kind of just like stumbled into the activity. Like I know for my case, like my mom one day kind of just like put me and my brother into debate. And I was like, what is debate? And I went to the first thing and I was like, wow, I love this. Like they really just teach you like how to talk, how to advocate for yourself. And then we give you a topic like varying based on the level that you're at, like a middle schooler and high schooler and elementary school kid, like they're going to have different types of topics that are controversial to them. And so we will vary the topic based on that and it will, they'll research it. Like we'll make, like, we just want like people to not be worried about whether your kid, you think your kid is interested or not. Like we will make right. your kid interested. We will do topics that are consuming to them that they think are just so fascinating. And yeah. like, if you want to answer this question about um, how we got all the judges involved, in fact, just yeah. before we before you do that, yeah, yeah. it's like it's funny because I was just thinking about what you were saying, and I was thinking about like, oh, like what would my like ten year old want to debate about? And he would love to debate like about who's like better, like you know, 
like, you know, which, which two basketball teams or who's been LeBron or Kobe or Michael Jordan, like who, who are the best basketball players? But you're right. There's really engaging content and subject matter for every demographic, you know, even for like yeah. little kids, you know, whatever, who's your best favorite Fortnite character or whatever, whatever it is that they're into. But yeah, that, that, that's, that's very, yeah, very like, true. It doesn't matter like what your interests are, what age you are, like you're a human, you have opinions, like yeah. we'll engage you in some type yeah. of like discussion with your peers. And this way, like, this type of productivity, it's going to take the stress off the parents. Like there are some households that like, there's like domestic abuse that's going up. Like people just have a lot of stress on them right now. And we just want to do something that will like lift positivity. And we just want to encourage as many people to like enroll their kids so that we can, you know, start this. I love it. So Becca, go ahead. Can you expand on how you guys found such a elite cohort of judges? Um. Well, I think in general, just going back to the point about like, debate being such like a fun activity that people can do during quarantine and it being accessible to so many different types of people people are so willing to judge like I've had friends that just want to volunteer people who aren't like who debated in the past or debate now who really want to provide this because it genuinely is so fun not only to like participate in debate but it's also such an acquired skill to judge debate like it's it's a very different thing to like craft an argument than to be able to like analyze arguments like very well in order to see who who wins because often when you're judging a debate it's not necessarily like oh like this team was clearly and obviously better you have to like follow line by line argumentation and typically that makes you a better debater and about and a better public speaker so you'll get like lots of different types of people people who just want to volunteer to judge because they go to columbia or they go to another school and they're one of our friends and they think that this would be a really great opportunity to like um give back to people who really need it during this time and then you also get like a community of people who like genuinely think this will like help them with their debate skills because it is like such an actual like an activity to judge i mean you have to be very engaged with a lot of different arguments and i think that that's also what goes back to like it being such a genuinely great activity for like kids from the ages of like 10 to kids to the ages of like 18 19 is because um but like in, in media, I think we often see people arguing a lot and we, in, in debate, I think when you're a beginner, you assume like any argument can like works, but I think just the idea of like having to actually like the whole idea of like persuasion, having to actually impact your arguments out and like explain why links and connections between what you think and what the broader impact is and like why we should care about that. That is like such a genuinely great life skill, not only in debate, but also in writing and like crafting arguments. And I think that that's what makes debate so fun is like, we'll do these fun activities. Like you, like you can like have a case that's which sports team is better, but then you're genuinely crafting like very legitimate arguments as to why certain players are better as to like what this impacts have for like general communities. And I think that that's what makes it fun is like, you're arguing about things that you actually care about. Um, so I think our judges are also really passionate about getting pe getting kids very engaged and being able to provide kind of a form of remote learning, even if it's for a weekend, because I think that it's really fun and our judges are really excited to do it. So it's been great love to have it. such a good response from our judges. I love it. So maybe Lillian, maybe you can add a little bit. Um, I'm just curious. So what is like the criteria for judging? You know, like in other words, like how do you actually judge a debate? Like, you know, how do you right. pick a winner? Because I imagine like this, if you guys were debating amongst each other, like, you know, you're all really smart. You're all, you know, getting Ivy League educated. Uh, I'm sure you can all formulate, you know, these brilliant arguments to defend whatever it is your position is, but how do you pick a winner? 
Right. And that's kind of the, the beauty, again, is what you were saying before, you know, sometimes people can be right. And often as, you know, especially as you get more advanced, but even, a, you know, a kind of elementary question about your favorite, you know, which sports team is better, um, you know, there might not be a right answer. And so judges um, try to follow the line of argument um, and the strength of the points and how you articulate it, how you connect it, how you're able to you know, employ different examples and comparisons. And so it's more we're judging the method rather than actually what's coming out of your mouth, if that makes sense. We're, we're, we're judging your thought process. Um, and um, so, you know, within judging, I think, again, as Becca was saying, you become a better debater yourself. Um, and um, a lot of our judges are also really eager to help out, not only because it's fun and they want, you know, they're willing to, um, to dedicate the time at this crisis, but um, we're also donating all 100% of the competition fees um, to the CDC for coronavirus relief. So there's a kind of dual um, benefit here. You know, kids get to learn debate or start learning debate if they've never even done it before. Judges get to dedicate their time and, um, you know, do something meaningful. And we're also contributing in whatever way we can to this global crisis right now. Um, so the response so far has been really positive and um, we're really excited about that. That's amazing. I, I'm so proud of all of you guys. You know, it's such an amazing concept and, you know, people are really looking for something, especially like, you know, kids are really looking for something to hold on to and maybe like add a little bit of normalcy to to their lives and this is such a great outlet and i really love that you guys are taking the initiative to put so much effort into this and you really i mean just developed such an amazing platform that uh i think is going to be a, like you know a hugely successful um so i guess you know just in closing because that's i think it was jam-packed full of information from you guys where can people find you? Um, where, what is like, is there like um, a debate coming up? Can people watch the debates? Is there like a Twitch kind of platform where people can watch what's going on? Maybe you can just kind of tell us a little bit about that and then, you know, we can close. Okay, so you can find us at virtualdebate.org. And regardless of whether you think your child would be into it, whether they're shy or not shy, we encourage everyone to just like sign their kids up and we will, if they haven't debated yet, we will teach them the like necessary skill set and then we'll put them into a beginner tournament. But as of now, April 25th is our first tournament. It has a beginner level and it has an advanced level. It has a $10 entry fee. Um, if you need financial aid, that will be provided. But the $10 will be going to the CDC. We have an active receipt on our website. Really all the information is at virtualdebate.org. And yeah, we're just really excited. Our judges are really excited. And thank you so much for this opportunity to come and like speak about this with you. Well, thank you for joining me. This is great. So we're, we're gonna get this message out ASAP. We'll definitely get it up for the 25th so we can spread the word. Hopefully, uh, you know, there'll be an overwhelming response and you'll have to have like another debate the next weekend because there's so many people are signing up for this thing. Um, I thank, thank all you guys. Really, I love what you're doing. And it's just amazing. You gotta sound like an old man right now, but it's amazing seeing just young folks that are just, uh, you know, have so much passion. I love it. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys, stay safe, stay healthy. All right. You too. Okay, thank take you. care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Mudgill podcast. The corresponding video can be found on YouTube, IGTV, and Facebook. Let's get it.